There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Thank you, Weapon of Pride and Randy Marsh. Uh, It's 6.39 here in uh, Friday morning. Uh, Fly through this Friday and we're all clear. Uh, Big one. You can do whatever you want. Stream. Hang out all weekend. I, I'm trying to enjoy the Dahmer. You know, I'm trying to do the best I can to enjoy the Dahmer. And I'm loving the Dahmer. Great show. You guys got to get on this. I gotta get, I'll catch up on it on vacation. Except for now, because nothing in this world is enjoyable. And now the Dahmer is riddled in uh, controversy because it's racist. <laughs> I'm like, how in the world is Dahmer racist? And they're like, well, there's groups of people that want this whole thing shut down because Dahmer... Uh, uh, picked out black guys. He had black victims. He chopped the heads off of them. But he also had Filipinos and Mexicans and all sorts of other. But no, no, no. It's all racist because he uh, targeted them. And then their families are like, how many times do we have to sit through this where our dead relative is being drug out into these specials for people to make money? And there's truth to that. They yeah. should probably get a piece of the pie. I think there's, there's some money that should be thrown that way, or at least to victims of the crime or families. But to sit and say, because uh, there's a, a campaign now to get it taken off of Netflix for racism. And I have to say, if racism is your biggest concern about what Jeffrey Dahmer did, you're missing the point. <laughs> you know, eating somebody's heart. In the episode I watched last night, they finally showed him a filet up a, a piece of a guy. <laughs> oh, man, then takes that bite and just kind of melts into the bite. And I got to be honest. It looked like, like it was a, something from the Food Channel. It was a little bit Giada. It was a little bit, uh, he didn't really go through it, but yeah, he had that moment of like when Guy Fieri takes a bite of whatever because he's paid to like everything, and he goes, mmm, put it on a flip-flop. That's a guy's heart. Put some raisins on it, some Cool Whip. Uh, yeah, he has that. But then, but I'm looking and I'm like, who is watching this show and saying, oh my God, Jeffrey Dahmer was a racist. Why is that your concern? Because I don't then, care what don't race they, it was. He's eating people. <laughs> Get past the black and white part and recognize that shouldn't matter at all. Yeah, maybe. That's not his worst trait. Although in 2022, that seems to be the worst thing you can be. Rather, If, if you're going to cannibalize somebody, do it to your own, please, for crying out loud. 
And don't be a worse cannibal and be racist, too. Yuck. It has nothing to do with, like, I mean, the obvious that the clubs that he went to is where he'd find a well, lot they, of his... He also moved into... And they, they touch on this in the series where one of the cops said, you were hunting black people. You moved into a black neighborhood of people who didn't have, were underserved by uh, law... And they, they touch on it. And then even Jeffrey Dahmer in his... Uh, you know they're they're using his actual interview quote says, "I'm not racist. I, I, I you know I, a Filipino. He even brings up there's I, white guys, Filipinos. I've killed a lot of people. I was like, yeah, but you went specifically to the weak. Yep, that's what I would do. I'm not going to go to the strong areas of town. And what do most? Yeah, most people who are look for victims, murderers, and they want cannibals. a strong fighting one. No, <laughs> you don't want one of those real confident." gets every move kind of thing, the ones that sniff out the trouble, that's not who you're looking for. But the fact that we live in 2022 and the Dahmer show is being considered controversial because it's racist. Everything's racist now. Everything's racist. Yeah. You can't look at Dahmer and say, yeah, I'm going to get past my racist thing and uh, and just really focus on what the real bad trait here was, was the guy, the guy ate folks. I, it was more that he was uh, closeted. The twink killer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that should, he should have had a name as like closeted homosexual. Should have had a name like the uh, yeah yeah the twink killer. Solid. I like that. Yeah, Milwaukee twink killer. He'd go to gay bars and bathhouses yep. and things like that. And yeah, he finished off a few people of different varying races. But to sit back and make that is on TMZ last night. And this guy's got a big crusade to shut it down. It's a anti-black show and i'm like i i am not i'm seeing very anti-white because if he's a representative of all whites we don't look good in this at all <laughs> it's anti whoever it's got anti, into the- it's cannibals it's a one-off the reason it's interesting is because there's it's the one guy that we all reference to cannibalism if i were to say hey eat that guy's heart you'd make a reference oh he's a dahmer yeah. They're, they're mad at Katy Perry for having the Dahmer reference in one of her songs to say, you're going to eat you like Jeffrey Dahmer. That's the go-to reference for eating people. Yeah. That's it. And that song's been out years now. And now people are finally getting pissed. And, or not finally, deciding to because, yeah. they, you know, they're so... You know, person. Everybody's so... A person's getting... Virtuous. Pissed. Right. A person. Just but takes, then it takes one to go, yep. hey, me too then. And then all these other people are like, I'm going to climb on this because I'm a virtue signaling woke person. Jeffrey Dahmer's biggest, uh, his least good quality is racism now. The second thing's that whole murdering cannibalism nonsense. Oh, that's just, that's that's just a side well, thing. You know what? That, if he just would have stuck with his own. Meanwhile, we're all preaching diversity and everything else, but he was, an, he was a pioneer in gay interracial relationships, if you want to look at it from the worst perspective of all time. I think Jeffrey Dahmer needs to be lauded for not just sticking to whites, for actually being an interracial gay in a time when that was really dangerous. Trendsetter. How come um, they don't lose their mind on the uh, Hitler docu-dramas? He's a pretty bad guy, too. Yeah. He was somewhat racist, I think. (laughs) Oh, Brady, stop. That's silly. You're right. You're 100% right. It's the same thing. It's exactly what they're getting mad at. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. But think about it. Being gay in the late 80s and 90s and... Having a thing for black guys as a white gay. Mm. That man, I'll say it here on the show, was a brave pioneer for gay rights. 
Kind of took it a little far, but since we're mad about race, and evidently the Dahmer series is about race now and not the other thing, I can look past the other thing like the rest of you and say, I don't know what you're talking about. I saw a man who just wanted to love all the races and then eat them. But that part we don't care about. That's not as bad as being a racist now or being a perceived racist. I don't think Jeffrey Dahmer's race uh, problems were even in play. I do, however, think that the families of the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer should get a cut of this every time they actually talk about Jeffrey Dahmer's murders in the way they're talking about it. They, That's a good the, point. The episode last night was very detailed about one of his victims as a deaf guy. And uh, it's a, it is an episode about that guy. And I don't know, maybe they did, but I don't know that that family who lost that guy gets any compensation for this. Uh, I don't think Dahmer's family does, and I think everybody's fine with that. But these people do deserve some sort of, you know, if you're going to have to relive this trauma every couple of years with a brand new series or movie about Dahmer, then the people who were victimized should probably get a cut of that, I think. It'd be nice. I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, you open Pandora's box, though, because then lawsuits will start coming in with all the other serial killer movies we've done without representing my brother-in-law. That's, you know, murder movies, the Vallow thing. I don't know who gets the money for that, but that's, I mean, we are a, a culture obsessed with murder. Absolutely obsessed. In fact, Netflix has a department uh, for shows that are uh, murder first, like the murder mystery shows. They have a department saying we need more of that. That's what people eat up. Podcasts, all of them, murders. Yeah. Uh, Dateline NBC is a 25-year-old show that has found its niche and saying, here's a murder that happened near you. This, is, this went on in your neighbor's house. And that's what it's basically voyeurism into your neighbor, your bad neighbors. It, and they always say, the first thing in every episode is, it was a neighborhood just like any other. That makes you settle in and go, oh, this could happen to anyone. A fine upscale neighborhood in Michigan where these people blended in. He was a councilman. Like all the stuff that he did was normal. They're, they're, they're teaching you through the first five minutes of every episode, this is a neighborhood just like yours. You're looking into your neighbor's house. And we love it. We love murder. Don't like boobs. I wish this nation was a little bit cleaner on the boob thing, a little bit harder on the murder, because I think murder's worse than boobs. But can't watch a boob. world goes nuts. You put boobs on NBC. If Jennifer Aniston ever once took her shirt off and just walked through her house uh, with her shirt off, the whole place would have gone like, what are we teaching our kids? What is going on? The show right after, though, it was a neighborhood just like any other. Three people were dead in this house, and no one knew for months. They love that stuff because it could be happening to you, and it preys on your fears. Boobs, everybody can get boobs. Murder, that only happens to a few of us. Will it be you? We'll be right back. Yeah, we're obsessed with it, and the Dahmer thing is going to be a movie all the time. There'll be another serial killer. The one I want to watch. I, I wonder on the other side of the whole thing that, um, you know, you say there's so many serial killers out there right now. There are. And all these shows, almost sometimes laying down, well, this is how they got caught. Sure. I, you know, sometimes my thought is like, man, does this in Courage or you know, yeah. the crazy out there. Look, does it Brady, say? If you're oh, a you know serial what? killer, I would love to have a. If you're a serial killer, if you're a serial, yeah, infamy is part of serial. Killer. Yeah. Also, getting caught is part of being a serial killer. They want to get caught. So they I don't know. There's that. a part that's saying this can't be. But listen, you're talking as a normal brain, right? A person who has a penchant to murder in a manner of uh, a method that will be his and his alone over and over again isn't being influenced by murder mysteries. It was there before. 
he's if you have the desire to kill multiple people, it isn't because you watched a couple specials and went, "Well, I could get away with that." It's not. It's my. It's my argument for heroin. Oh, there's where he went wrong. Yeah, make make heroin legal, and the same people who do heroin are going to do it again. I'm not doing heroin because it's it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Not because it's illegal. There's nothing about the legality of it that's that's making me go, "Geez, I would if it wasn't so illegal." Same with fentanyl. murder. Fentanyl. Yeah, but but that's just added in. My point is not drugs. It's my point is the people who are going to do it are going to do it. Laws. Nothing's going to stop them. TV, nothing's going to stop. They might have some weird imagery earlier, but usually it comes from their childhood. And then, you know, these weirdos aren't watching Dateline going, oh, that's how he got caught? I just bought some more time. The whole point I don't of know. that. I, I, it, there's this a scary part of it because it's such a medium that, uh, you know, is influential. Well, I'll tell and you, whether our, or not that, our fascination you know, with murder as a society certainly doesn't help our brains. Do it, but it's still. It, I don't think it has. I, it has zero impact on a normal person. Crazy people are going to be influenced by the tree that talks to them. Berkowitz had dogs barking that he could understand. I mean, you can't pinpoint crazy. That's trying to stop crazy is what we've tried to do the whole time, and we don't know because a new crazy pops up. Well, the cactus had messages in it, so I would dig through the cactus, and then it said, "Kill fourteen people." TV, whatever, that's crazy talk to think that that's going to snap a normal mind into crazy. It's not. A crazy mind is crazy. And it can, you can, I mean, all the warning signs are there with Dahmer. They try to make a point of that, that the dad, he told him, I got problems, man. Big time. His dad's like, you need to see a psychiatrist. You need to do this. But they just didn't ever do it because then that would be admitting my son's crazy. And that's why I always laugh at people saying, oh, my kid's so special. He's different than all. He doesn't drink. The other kids do, but mine doesn't. Like, you just won't admit your kid is a goof. You have to because that's your job. And that's the thing. It's like you you don't want to put your kid in therapy. You don't want to put your kid in, like, all sorts of uh, situations that other kids will know. Oh, he's he's had some problems. He's he's strangled a cardinal once. You know, you can't have that because then you look bad. Don't embarrass the parents by putting your kid in crazy situations and that's what jeffrey dahmer's dad's like i want to help him but if i do it then it's going to be known that he's nuts and that's my fault you feel guilty as a parent that you raised a looney tune so you put it on you who knows what the influence is but you can you can go through all the serial killers in the history of time the majority of the time it's mom almost all of them you can trace back oh we used to watch gory movies oh we used to do this almost all of them it's mom Ed Gein, Jeff Dahmer, I mean, all the Ted Bundy. Every time you go back, mother, mother played a major role, which was why Psycho was so great. It's because it was his mom. He became his mom. Yeah. This, you know, you know, domineering older lady that was, you know, a little bit of a strange sexual vibe there that didn't make any sense. It's almost all the time. So TV, everybody wants to blame everybody, but who is like really right there as the influence? It's your mother. But, yeah, this Dahmer thing, the last thing it is is racist. Let me enjoy something without bringing, you know, uh, Al Schnapp. Let me enjoy my serial killer series. Yes, I'm just like every other American. I love watching murder things because it's so far-fetched for me. It doesn't make sense. This puts a little bow on something that I can't wrap my head around as a human being. How do you get there? What is it? And we're, we haven't solved it yet. We keep acting like we're, we're not solving it. That's why we watch. We're like, will this give me some sort of answer and what he was and it's making me realize oh this he was just crazy from jump and there's a weird part about the Dahmer series if, if everybody's watching where you start feeling sorry for him a little bit really? he, didn't, he didn't want to do this he didn't want it uh, he fought it he fought it every step of the way until he didn't 
And then when it just took him over, it took him over. But he killed and then took a nine-year break because he's like, I was trying to be good. I knew, I knew what it was. I just had this in me. I, don't, I didn't understand it. He just, he was just a goo, and he kept saying, I'm just a messed up person. I'm a, I'm, I tried to be a good boy, and I couldn't. And then the compulsion took over. And that's what we don't get. So normal people love watching that What motivates that stuff. the compulsion? Most of us aren't going to murder. Like 95% of us are probably not going to murder someone. I, you know, that's why there's varying degrees of it. Sometimes you can snap. They call that a crime of passion. They're like, we know, we understand. It's not regular murder. You didn't think about it. You just acted. Regular murder. Regular murder. Is there regular murder? Yeah, regular murder is when I'm like, geez, that Brett's kind of pissing me off. (laughs) Tuesday, I'm going to start this plan, and then I'm going to kill him in December. That's, you know, that's a murderer. He owes me money. A normal person's like, I'm going to kill Brett if he does that again, and then you fantasize about it for a second. You're like, but I don't want to get raped by a a giant black guy, so I'm going to go ahead and not kill Brett. That's what stopped me. That's the only thing that keeps (laughs) me from killing a lot is the punishment and the, you know, and also... Self-loathing and all the other things that come with it. I couldn't kill someone. That would be awful. Unless they were trying to kill me. So we watch that stuff to try to figure out, like, does this make any sense now or is it just creepy? They're out there. And those people, you can sit and try to figure out what it is. But it certainly isn't race-based. I'm trying to enjoy my cannibal murder stuff. But it's racist now for me to enjoy the Dahmer show. Suddenly I'm watching the Cosby show. I don't know what happened. I'm like, I'm, I'm watching a criminal and it's like, oh, you like raping people. I'm like, no, I don't. Bill Cosby's show was funny if you get past what you know about him now. But it doesn't. Uh, Kevin Spacey, tell me American Beauty's still not great. A oh, great movie. It's yeah. a great movie. But you watch it now and you're like, oh, geez. Uh, if I tell people I love American Beauty, they'd be like, that's what that rapist. It's like, yeah, but we didn't know that then. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Murder is Worse Than Boobs is a great band name. Boy, that's a fact. I think that's the truth. Murder is Worse Than Boobs. Or even flip it. Boobs are Worse Than Murder. Sounds like a protest song. Yeah, it's like a Joni Mitchell tune. Murder is Worse Than Boobs. Little folk song. I think it would be great. Yeah, they. Uh, this guy's right, too. He says, it's like when there's a live report of a body found or a drowning, something horrible, and they have... Uh, you know, cameras on top of the house, so they try to get a shot of the body going into the thing. And so then there's some slut at ASU that flashes her boobs before a football game, and they're apologizing. We can't believe that was on our air. We're so sorry that that just happened. And, you know, college kids do a little drinking, and it's fines. And But you do that thing where you fly a helicopter over a dead baby pool, and it's good journalism. Tell me what isn't influencing people. The news influences people more we're than professionals. anything else. Professionals. Yeah, we're sorry. Those boobs behind us. We can't believe that was on our TV. Yuck. Anyway, sorry about that. Let's go up to Chopper 5 and see if we can get a shot of that dead baby getting pulled out of the water. Nothing yet. Cannot believe that girl showed her boobs on the news. Yeah, can't have that. Don't blur that right out. But yeah, the Dahmer thing isn't racist. You're not watching it yet? No. It's pretty good. It's so, it just remains just, just a baseline of creepy. 
They never waver. It's so good how they do it, too. It's not depressing. I mean, it is a little, but it's not like uh, like boring. It's a baseline of you are you are with Jeffrey Dahmer, and it just holds you there like, wow. Because you know, and that's what they play on, because you know the details. And you're like, this is, this is bad. I know what this guy's going to do. And then a couple times you're like, I kind of feel bad for Jeff. Like somebody could have stepped in and stopped this. I mean, he's going to go to jail still, but somebody could have stepped in and said, you are insane, and this needs to end. But every, And the reason why they didn't, he was gay. Cops didn't want anything to do with it. If parents didn't want to admit it, grandma didn't want to that say it. That wasn't uh, acceptable. No, him. and especially, like he was, like I said, a pioneer for LGBTQ rights because he was interracial. So hard to do back then. If we're going to make it about race, I'm going to make you think I'm crazy too. He loved everyone. No matter what their color, Aww. and he would eat. I know, isn't that a beautiful yeah, thought? A really, thing. when you think about it, Jeff was he, a, a trendsetter. He ate everyone, John. He didn't love. <laughs> he everyone. loved them, Brady. When you watch this, you'll realize how much he did care, and all he was looking for was a little human love and connection and emotion. He didn't care what color you were. He was a good person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the you know the news would make you believe that the worst thing about him is racism. I'm defending that. It's our fault. He turned out this way. He might have been racist. I'll give that a pass. The killing and eating folks, that's where I really targeted on, wow, this is why I don't like Jeffrey Dahmer. It's like somebody saying, you know, no Hitler. pass on that. Taylor hated cats. He used to kick cats. Like, oh, he's the worst man alive. Like, he did the other thing, too. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know he was mean to animals. <laughs> I'll give him a pass on the cat kicking, even though that bothers me to the core. I think there's a bigger fish to fry here. I don't get. I don't understand the world at all. I just don't. Because it's it's on TMZ. The story's on TMZ this morning, and it just makes me giggle. It just it's uh, that this even I, you know got my legs. problem. I guess uh, it it just sits wrong with me what? on the fact that this whole thing is, and and it's a lot of programs. That's it. it it's all about making money on this. It's oh sure, like it's not like a educational process. Yeah, nobody's nobody's some, claiming it is. Yeah. And if they did claim it was educational, well, but wrong. people, you know, that's the thing that, that they'll take a lot of it for Lord. This is how it happened. Well, this one kind of is because they're taking a lot. Like I'm of saying, it. but no, no, no. I, but it I is. Know they they're have they're a taking lot of, his words, yeah, and then kind of recreating some stuff. And of course, there's going to be some, you know, amalgamations of situations and things like that. But they're, they're, the reason it's ten episodes because they took all of what they know from so many interviews, his interviews right? and his uh, investigation interviews and. Th- and they're kind of basically saying, all right, here's how it happened. Then they do a little, you know, they have a little freedom with saying, here's, here's the conversation that occurred in the room. Like, this is what they did. and this is, But it's just to set the tone. And I think the initial point that you're making from the beginning was it's hard not to feel bad for the families. Horrible. Involved. Horrible. You're just drumming that back up. Yeah. You know, they don't have to watch. For profit. But, it, you know, the second they – but imagine you have a family member killed by Jeffrey Dahmer. And, uh, you know, 30 years later, there you are just wanting to watch Love is Blind on Netflix. Yeah. And the first thing you see on your – trending today, number one. It's like, oh, oh, this is – I know that story. I know it all too well. My brother was the one that was bent backwards with his head cut off. And, uh, yeah, it's on the internet and all that. So, But the Dahmer thing's everywhere. So, yeah, those folks should get something. They should get a pop for something. And then the other and ones that did, does it make them feel, oh, thank you. You know who's really getting mad for all the right reasons are the people who uh, like protect Marilyn Monroe's legacy. Because I don't know if you've 
Fast forwarded through Blonde, the Cuban Marilyn Monroe. Not yet. No, how is it? Jesus Christmas. It is a jerk party. I loved it. All right, this weekend. Two thumbs up. I don't know about any of the stories. better than that letters documentary. It's a weird (laughs) anti-abortion. Like, it goes and just completely rape Marilyn Monroe for two hours and 20 minutes. And her legacy just gets, it's just sexualizing and raping and doing horrible things to her. It just, it's just pissing on her grave. Somebody called it a necrophilia because you're just digging her up and doing horrible things to her and then putting her back. And I, can't, I think I agree completely with that. However, Anna de Armas naked getting her done. There's a, there's a really cool scene where she's getting a, she's got a, a twofer going, a couple of the devil's threesome. She's getting hammered away, and she's grabbing the edge of this pillow, and then this metaphor of her like going on the edge, and then she's holding on to what turns into Niagara Falls, and she's just laying there. It's a really neat shot, but then you realize, oh, she's just taking it back door while this other guy's giving her the goods. And I'm like, that's hard to work. that's hard to jerk off to because it was so artistic and cinematic. But it is it's it's cinematic necrophilia. You're digging up Marilyn Monroe and saying, here's what we're going to do to her. Is there a crossover? Potential with the Dahmer and Marilyn Monroe. That would be awesome. The way you know? the Ropers used yes. to show up sometimes. Right. On, yeah, like, yeah, when, when uh, Willis and Arnold met Tootie the first time, like, hey, they're got this weird new school of girls. What's going on? And then Facts of Life was born. And like, oh, it was a crossover episode. Wheezy and Lionel showed up on, on All in the Family. <laughs> they were in All in the Family. Yeah. Like, and then, That's it, Bunker. We're moving. And like, oh, I can't. This show will be no good without George and Wheezy. Uh, well, little did we know, yeah. they moved on up. First line of the song told you. Chicago Hope and Chicago Fire bash into each other now and again. That uh, 25-year-old uh, hospital show up in Seattle, Grey's Anatomy, that'll have a, a crossover event. It would be great. Anna de Armas is Marilyn Monroe. Dahmer, the Monroe years. I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to watch that. You find out just for no reason at all that for a year and a half, Dahmer had a, a thing for Marilyn and almost made him straight. <laughs> It's Marilyn's best gay friend. <laughs> Brian Pickerel says, man, nothing makes sense. If he didn't eat black people, he'd be racist for not eating black people. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. That's a fact, <laughs> Brian. In this day and age, they'd ha- you know what I wondered? If he, if he only ate white people, or only ate Mexicans, let's say, and you know, like he was like, ew, black. Like If they'd have rewritten it to be like, well, we'll throw in a couple of black people so, it does, so nobody gets mad that he was picking and choosing by one race. Which he wasn't. The word race shouldn't be over the Dahmer thing at all. Even if he was racist, that wasn't the point. You're missing the point. And you start thinking about it. Well, there's that Dahmer. That's a good uh, one off there. And then a week ago, we found out about the dude in Michigan who was meeting dudes on Grinder and chowing down on their nuts. <laughs> he was. The fact. We could hear the clock on. We could hear it in Brett's head. <laughs> These nuts. That's how the neighbors caught him. I'm sure. Because every time he took a bite. <laughs> These nuts. It's Snoop on a loop. Yeah. Guess who's back in the mother house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they caught the guy in Michigan for shouting D's nuts every time he chowed down. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've never watched a murder on the news and gone, all right, well, he killed three people. Were they all one color? Because that will make him the worst man in the world. The one I want to do a movie about, or at least see a movie about, I'm not going to do anything, is those Malvos. 
the snipers. They haven't made a they haven't made a movie about that yet. And that's a fascinating one where the the son and it was the dad. Is that and the one son? completely done? I mean, oh, like yeah. with the trial. There's no um, civil lawsuits or anything like that still out there. I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting. Why they, they just parked and shot at people yeah. with that? And he that, uses. He rigged up that Oldsmobile or whatever it was to have the sniper rifle sensei. shoot through. It was amazing. He had a, a family member helping him out. That was getting it done. And the crazy part is, because of race, we weren't looking that direction. Because serial killers are notoriously white males. Up to that point, for yeah. sure. And they're like, we're not, we're, this is what we're looking for. White male, probably in his late 20s, mid-30s. Uh, this and that, a loner. Nope, it was two dudes, black guys, and they were mad at gas pumps like the jerk. Just loading folks up with, and became serial killers that way. There's a lot of crazy out there. Race is the least of my concerns. Like, I'm not going to walk by Jeffrey Dahmer and go, hey, there's Jeff Dahmer. Don't worry about it, we're white. <laughs> I'm worried about it. He said, I don't know when that day that he decides he's going to try a little white meat. Not, like if my black friend should worry, there's Jeff Dahmer. We're safe. We're good. I'm not worried about race at that point. I'm hanging out in a room with Jeffrey Dahmer. Like I'd still get nervous with get OJ. Get out of here, Lamar. OJ hated one person, and it would still make me nervous to make him mad. <laughs> he's got it in him. That's the point. You never know. He seems like a decent human being, but I still wouldn't hang out with OJ all day uh, around anything that could you know, get his temper flaring. Well, that makes me so angry. Like, all right, well, night's over. See you, Oge. You're all right. You're not a white woman. Yeah, I'm still not real comfortable. You could go off. Uh, the other guy wasn't a white woman either. He just showed up at the wrong time. I might be wrong timing it here. <laughs> Hang out with OG. Hang out with a killer and you worry. Well, it's not me. He's racist towards the others. Oh, jeez. Really nice to me. Black meals matters. Who? Black meals matter. <laughs> Black meals matter. That's exactly it. Let's have a march saying Jeffrey Dahmer is racist and see if anybody joins. Stupidest argument I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, great show, though, if you want to hop in on that thing. On top of the Marilyn Monroe porn, you got yourself a hell of a night on Netflix. And I didn't watch that because I fast forward and you get to see the little squares when you're fast forwarding through on Netflix. It's the same way I watched that Sarah Shahi show, the... Uh, Oh, yeah. Love and whatever, love life. And she's naked in that thing every episode. And I didn't watch a word of it. I just, somebody told me about it. And I think she was the one on The Sopranos who banged Tony in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. She's naked in this thing. Smoke show. She's naked in this so much you get tired of it. What? Yeah, you start picking her apart. Like by the third episode, I'm like, her nipples again? Come on, lady. Yeah, it's weird. It's strong. You start getting tired of it. Yeah, and it's not like, yeah, it's just constant sex in that one. That's a good one, but I, f- I learned from that that you fast forward and all the squares will take you right to win. She's naked, and then you just hit play. Same with that Maryland movie. I know all I need to know about Maryland. So you can get the cliff notes, just get good, right to the good parts. Yeah, yeah, you can, I, look, I'll, I'll go home today, and I'll for, for research's sake, I'll get all the times right, and I'll just send you guys a list of the oh, times perfect. when the good stuff goes. <laughs> you don't need to hear her talking to her doctor about being pregnant. They have an abortion scene in it, though. It fooled me. Because she's sitting there and she's making this face. And I'm like, oh, she's taking a good one here. And I hit play and evidently she's in there getting an abortion. I'm like, oh, (laughs) same face. (laughs) I guess every time they fiddled around down there, she made that, ooh, this is a big one. It's really disturbing. It is. It's cinematic necrophilia. Dug up Marilyn, did terrible things to her corpse and memory, threw her back in the ground and said, Netflix. Two hours and 20-something minutes of that. And they used a Cuban girl to do it. 
crazy. Netflix kind of rocks. Too much on there, but when they get it right, they get it right good. Anyway, and if there is a Dahmer out there listening right now, please, for God's sakes, diversify your kills. We can't have you racist murdering. That's the worst type of murderer, said the 2022 Society of Stupid. Anyway, what do you got? Oh, this is a big one today. This is big. So Action Ride Shop, which, by the way, congratulations, Action Ride Shop, for being named uh, Best Bike Shop in the City by the New Times. Pretty sweet. Our own Mo, host of the Guadalupe Squares and midday afternoon morning girl over there at uh, KDKB, was given the best radio personality in the city, which we're very proud of her for that. New Times focuses heavily on homosexual uh, community ties. They even mentioned it in the article. Well, you're gay now. How come you I know. I was trying. A little late late to the party. uh, A little disappointed that they didn't recognize my flaming homosexuality and make me that. Unaccepting. Uh, so I, I, you know, good for Mo. She's got that. She's great. We love Mo very much. She's part of this show. They didn't mention that, of course, because can't have two gays on the same show. But good for Mo. But Action Ride Shop, best bike shop in Arizona, which is yeah. great. Reader's Choice as well. So that's even better. Uh, and they're giving away that $14,000 Santa Cruz. Today's the last day to enter. And yes. they've got like 60 openings, they said. They're, they're leaving 60 open right now. For anybody to get in there, you go in and it's you buy a pair of gloves. Yeah, fifty bucks is all it's going to cost. Fifty bucks on the gloves, and you're entered into the raffle. If you just buy a pair of Action Ride Shop gloves, you're automatically in, and that's as good as it gets. Uh, that's how they're running their show. We think it's pretty great. We're going to find out who wins that thing. I guess the Monday we come back. Yeah, yep. I think they're going to do like I think he was talking. They were going to do like a Facebook Live or something this weekend or on oh, Monday okay. or something, and then right. kind of post it. So. Right. And uh, w- yeah, we need to enter that because all of us thought we had entered, and none of us did. We're all idiots. <laughs> Josh is like, your entry didn't go through. I'm like, it didn't? No. Dummy. Oh, I thought I was in that. And Brett's like, I forgot. I didn't do it. I know Medea was yelling at me last night. I, I want a new bike. Yeah. <sighs> we got to get in on that. Well, there's a few left. So if you want to do it, actionrideshop.com, and you can win a $14,000 e-bike, Santa Cruz. It's an awesome bike. I don't know why you're not doing it. It's so worth it. Uh, and so thanks to them. Yes. As, as always, they're great guys. And the best bike shop in Arizona. So that's even better. Josh and the gang up there. We've been telling you about it. If you're a bike person or you want to become one, with the weather about to change the way it is, plus ski season. Yeah, they they got you covered on that end as well. It's a great spot. Uh, So thanks to Josh, and good luck to all of you. ActionRideShop.com. What do you got, Brad? On the list, Kill Switch Engage, Dead Kennedys, Falling in Reverse, Pantera, Ministry, Cleopatra, Royal Blood, Anthrax. But uh, the new Slipknot album drops today. And they're here Sunday. Yeah, so I was thinking we do Concert, Psych, and Rock and new music. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I don't have that uh, governor. I get to hang out with Corey on Sunday. Nice. Um, Doing a little special thing with Corey Taylor. Nice. Hanging out with him. And uh, we had to rearrange schedules and all that because I told him I wouldn't hang out with him while the Steeler game was on. So it's got to happen after the Steeler game. So he went for that? And they were cool with it. Wow. So, yeah. It was really nice. I told him, come over for the Steeler game. Yeah, that's what I said. I pushed him around a little bit. I said, come over for the Steeler game. And his bodyguard said, absolutely not. Like before there were anything, any sort of like, that was just not happening. All right. But uh, you'll see it up on website stuff. I believe it's Sunday. It is Sunday. I'm not supposed to say where we're going or what we're doing, but we're going to have some fun. Goof around. Maybe surprise some folks. So pretty neat. They're here Sunday night with all the new stuff, right? And their album's out today. Yep. And uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, Slipknot. We'll do the dying song. Time to sing. New masks. The new masks are amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Anyway, 
uh, the dying song. Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.